Press all the buttons, go press all your buttons. Don't press my buttons, my button buttons. <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode, right on time, of the Retro Time Podcast. I am Jeremy. And I'm Derek. Derek, my man. It's good to be back. Always. One week later. How about that? Mm-mm-mm. I say that, but we haven't released it yet, so maybe <laughs> we'll see what happens. When we actually <laughs> yeah, we'll get see to what happens. Putting this thing together. Yeah. Hopefully we do. Uh, so it's good to be back. Um, Derek, I, I told you last week about this new fridge, the smart fridge. I think our software engineer friends might, out here might... Uh, might appreciate this, but my fridge, Derek, mm-hmm. it's smart. Tell us about it. I can connect it to Google. Really? So can you, you believe that? Which are you googling things either. on your? You go, no, you no, 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 little no, no. Screen? Uh, it's, I can connect it to Google Assistant. Okay. And I honestly have absolutely no idea what use <laughs> this provides. I guess I could say something like, "Hey, Google, uh, make ice." <laughs> Or something. Um, the only thing I think is actually sort of valuable is I can run diagnostics from my phone. There's an app, an mm, LG app, okay. and I can run diagnostics, and then maybe it can tell me like my, you know, my, I don't know, my pressure's low or my things out of freon or something. I, I honestly have no idea. We'll see. Like it would be really nice, and I don't know if there's actually a feature. LG, if you're listening, I hope this works. But when something starts to go wrong, it alerts me. Like, hey, uh, the thing is messed up. Maybe you want to call a technician or you know. Schedule an appointment for me or something. Um, otherwise, I'm not really sure. I get a I get a notification on my phone when my kid opens the door looking for string cheese, which I think is uh, maybe valuable. <laughs> uh, funny thing, I didn't even realize this, but um, I've owned this house for two years, and um, I downloaded the app. Turns out, Derek, for two years I've had a smart dishwasher, and I didn't even know it. <laughs> Can you ask your dishwasher to get ice for you and then bring it? Uh, no, but you know what? It does tell me this is useful. It tells me it's out of uh, it's out of rinse uh, the rinse. Uh, that is stuff. helpful. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, what do you call that stuff? The blue stuff you put in the dishwasher? Uh, rinse aid. Uh, yeah. Oh, it tells me uh, you're out of rinse aid, so yeah. refill your rinse aid, which, you know, I guess that's good because I don't want spots on my dishes. Who does? Anyway, so I've got a smart fridge, smart dishwasher. i got a whole smart house. <laughs> Very smart house. Very excited. Mm, I'm going to ask fantastic. Google to do all kinds of stuff. Hey, Google, wash my dishes. Smart dog. Hey, hey, Google, keep my meat frozen. That's what I want you to do. Just mm-hmm. keep all that New Orleans meat. Keep my pickle meat frozen. Keep my tasso frozen. Keep my uh, boudin frozen. Uh, don't want to have to drive to New Orleans anytime soon. You were able <laughs> so, to save the meat. I did. I got. I had. So I have a Yeti um, and uh, filled that thing up with uh, ice and kept it on ice for a couple of days and refroze it. Hopefully, I don't die. We'll see. I think it's good. I think it's right. It was still pretty frozen when I took it out of the ice chest. So I think it's like, that Yeti kept everything pretty pretty darn cold. By the way, that thing was expensive, but Derek. Well worth the investment. Yeah. I would have had to throw away more than like 250 bucks worth of meat. Oh, jeez. So I, uh, I think it paid for itself. Thank you, Yeti. Yeti, if you're listening, uh, you can sponsor us too. Uh, all right. So <laughs> enough about that. Derek, what are we talking about today? Today, um, I kind of wanted to, to talk a little bit about an idea that I was having recently, Jeremy. When you transition from team to team, you don't always go from a... A A plus team to an A plus team. Sometimes this new team might need a little help getting to A plus. That's very true. Or maybe your view of A plus is a little bit skewed. Oh, I was gonna say maybe, mm. maybe you just have different expectations. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe your A plus is someone else's D. <laughs> that's what I always say. It's all relative. It's on a bell curve, Derek. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. 
Oh, man. That's funny because that actually reminds me a lot of college uh, or going from high school to college where there was a strict score. You know, what, 93 to 100 is an A, but 80, 87 to a 92 is a B, you know, whatever. Anything below a 70 is an F. Uh, then you go to college and everybody gets 70. That's an A. <laughs> Where did you go? Jesus. Or is that a C? Everyone gets a C, I guess. <laughs> everybody, I, go to, I went to LSU, Derek. We drank a lot. Oh, um, man. And uh, the bell curve. So if you show up to gets class 70, sober, you get an a C. a C. <laughs> Isn't that how bell curve work? Yeah, it, it is kind of. So yeah. I've, I've had classes where a 50 was an A. Um, it was yeah. like, a, so what happened was uh, they would they would give us um, MIT tests, tests they'd give kids at MIT, like for calculus, uh-huh. and yeah. they'd grade us half of that because <laughs> they they didn't because they knew you went to uno there's no way exactly so they didn't give insulting they didn't it was they didn't give us the same uh level of like education i guess so yeah, they yeah, would well, uh, you went to uno you know? yeah i mean uh, wasn't, it was interesting it wasn't MIT. they were they, interesting. they were hard uh, the there's <laughs> one guy in the class that always blew the curve though we always get a 93 oh, hate that guy me. Ah, oh, what a jerk. Yeah. Well, so uh, I'm curious in this case, do you, do you have a, a, an anecdote, a story, a, an example that you want to share? Or would you rather just keep your mouth shut and not get struck? No, no, no. I'm fine with it. Yeah. So because Just because, you know, I know part of it's you or me in this case. Mm, okay. <laughs> the you royal, don't have me the anymore, royal so you. everybody else. Yeah, of course. Yeah, not you. Me. <laughs> um, so I've, I started my career on a team that I thought was doing everything the best you could do it. And Mm -hmm. you listening out there, maybe on that team right now, maybe you're starting your career. Maybe you've been doing things for a while. Maybe you think this is the best way to do things. Mm -hmm. But I had someone on my team that was curious. What do other people do? Are we doing things the best way? Are there Mm. more efficient ways to do it? And you know, best doesn't necessarily mean you do it the fastest. It doesn't necessarily even mean you have the highest quality software. It's a combination of a lot of things. You treat people well, you build things of high quality, and you do it in a way that's as fast as it needs to be to solve the problem business has. And I was like, okay, maybe there are some higher level, higher order uh, principles that I could kind of latch on to to give myself a way to measure one team to another. So we started studying this on my early teams. So I started to get this vision of, okay, if you're not doing this, you probably should, you know, if you're not, Mm -hmm. if you're not respecting, uh, you know, if you're not respecting your people over your deadlines, that kind of thing. Your people over your process. Yeah. Yeah. And you probably should. If you're not adding automation in where it's necessary or where it makes sense, you probably should. Just little things like that. Not anything you could go and like write code for right now, but these principles got ingrained into my head. And so I'm jumping from team to team. I jumped from a team that I had been on for five, six years. We had, you know, automated deployments to production, all this kind of stuff that, of course, at the time we thought was, you can't, you can't get better than this. (laughs) And then we got go to a team, they're emailing files to each other. Oh boy. They weren't checking them in. And I'm like, whoa. But I had so much confidence in my skills at the time that, okay, I know enough and the team was small enough, I could influence this situation. The scope wasn't too large where I could go and influence it. So I recommended some things. We started 
reflecting on the work we did. We started fixing some of these these issues. We put we checked things into uh, well, it was a different tool, but like a, a, a source code repository. Mm-hmm. It all seems like basic stuff, but if that's all you've ever known, it don't right. it ain't basic to you. Um, it's true. And so that's my that's kind of my thing. And I kind of went through a transition recently where it's a little different, actually, Jeremy. So I was on okay. a team where I felt like we were doing a lot of things in kind of a more advanced way. Now, we didn't have the same kind of problems other teams had. And that's that's part of it, too. Your context right, matters. Right. Maybe yep, you're dealing yep, with yep. real sensitive data, so you got to keep things real, you know, follow government regulations, whatever it is. But so so and I, I go to this this other team and I mean, it felt similar to that jump from my first team to the team that was emailing files, except this team was so large that I felt swallowed. Yeah. So in that case, you felt like you maybe didn't have the opportunity to change like you did. I, I, remember, I remember you talking about this team previously where you went in and you helped change some processes mm-hmm. for the better but in this case there's so many people you're a tiny little fish in a big pond or big lake or ocean or whatever how do you influence the sharks so here's what happened now this is something that could happen to you too out there i started to point out the flaws mm. to people i thought cared what the flaws were i point them out plainly like i've always done as you because do. if you don't do that people get confused if you don't do it who's gonna do it who's gonna do it started to be labeled a contrarian Negative Nancy. Negative, negative Nancy. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm always dissenting. I'm always, I'm always saying Nick. why things are wrong, why things are bad, why things are whatever. And like, but they are bad. They are wrong. Yeah. And all <laughs> I'm these, not complaining. This is fact. Yeah. And all these <laughs> principles that I'd hold so held so dear mm-hmm. were being violated daily. Oh man. It was like watching. You know, it was like I don't know. It's hard to describe. It was just constant violation of core principles that I'd held but they don't mm-hmm. hold those principles right and so it's it's a it's it's a culture shock feeling mm-hmm. like going yeah. from one place to another where you know you guys don't have McDonald's you know that kind of feeling <laughs> like or, or it, yeah. whatever it is that you have like you guys don't have canes you know, I yeah, almost didn't move to Ohio if they didn't have canes Ohio. Yeah. wait I can't leave a bar with this beer what are you talking yes exa- exactly <laughs> and, and and we may think it's totally normal you know yeah um so that's the feeling that I, I had, uh, and I'm working through it, but it, it just, it's wanted to talk about it with you and see if yeah, you've ever been through this well, before. Well, you know, so this is, I mean, part of this, though, goes back to those, the last episode, I think, where we decide if you should stay or go. And uh, I don't want to try to convince you to quit your job, but asking yourself the why, the how, the who, the what, the when, the how much, <laughs> all those things, is it worth it? Are you happy with a majority of those answers if, if you are, stay, if not quit? But but even even still, let's say you do answer and you, you want some of these things to change, I think it's important Maybe instead of, you know, listen to the last episode, decide if you want to quit. If you don't want to quit, maybe listen to this episode and you can talk, talk to how to, how to <laughs> stick right. around. Um, you know, if you decide to quit, maybe just listen anyway. Um, so, you know, there's your expectations, I think, play a big part into this, right? Like you you mentioned this. You went from one to another and it's a, sort of a culture shock. And their expectation of what they think is good is different from your expectation of what you think is good. And how do you get to a point where you can objectively compare processes and say this is objectively better because of this this is objectively worse because of this so let's change what we need to change so we can all get better um you know assuming people want to you know let's assume people are willing to listen and and not just label you a a contrarian or a a debbie downer or whatever Mm -hmm. um 
but I think that's the big the big thing is like, you know, it, it, is it is it you? Is it your expectations that need to be changed? Or do you just sound like a magical, amazing, uh, super team, you know, uh, superheroes before and suddenly, you know, this other, you have to sort of level, level your expectations. You know, you were in this team with like, I don't know, the MIT team. Maybe you need to start grading them half of what you did before. Yeah, you know, it's not a, uh, it's not um, a terrible analogy. It's an interesting question. Um, you know, I, I guess thinking through it from my perspective, um, if it were me and I were in that position, um, I will say that, you know, we did come from a team where I found that team to be one of the best teams I've ever worked on, to be honest, so far in my career. And that's not to say that any team I've worked on in the past or in the, in the present or future are bad. It just means that we did things in a different way. And I felt we functioned really well as a team. We got along well and, and, and we worked well and solved really cool problems and, and all that stuff. But the context was a lot different. Yeah. You know, in that scenario, we were in a big corporation, but I always felt like we were treated more of like a startup. Like we got to make our own decisions. We got to do what we felt was right. We didn't really have a lot of outside teams dictating how we did something, when we did something. And we, we got to set a lot of those things ourselves and, and we got to do the things we needed to do. And I'd have to go ask for permission. Yeah. You know, I told somebody what I wanted to do and we went and did it. And same with you. Um, and then a different team after that, um, it was a lot more outside control over things. Right. And again, not to say it was bad or worse. It was different. It was uh, definitely a different situation. And I had to, it took me a little while to realize like, Hey, this is, this is fine. This is, it's just different. It's not uh, any worse. I don't dislike any of the people I work with. They're all great people, but it's just different. I, you know, the makeup of the team was different. I had less control over the UX stuff. I, I didn't get to decide as much about research. I had to have teams kind of decide that for me sometimes, or I didn't have direct access to engineering teams. I didn't have a close relationship with the engineering teams like I did before. You know, I didn't have um, the control over the design. You know, I wasn't art directing anymore, creative directing. And that was different. And but I got to in this new scenario, at least for me, I got to solve different problems that I didn't solve before. You know, I got to think longer term and more strategically about stuff. So it was sort of like a trade off in that respect. And I think for me, it just took a little while to go back and just sort of ask myself, uh, is this bad or just different? Mm. You know, it's a different challenge. It's a different team. It's a different thing. I'm doing different stuff. I'm solving different problems. I'm not building one tool anymore. Now I'm over a bunch of different things and thinking about how they connect. Very different type of work there uh, versus focusing on one very specific product like you would maybe a startup or something. So thinking more about systems and how they connect, which is just unique and different and more challenging and different different challenges, right? More More politics, talking to different people about different things and getting them to connect. Whereas before it was one team, one thing. We didn't have to deal with all those outside uh, uh, problems or not problems, but just outside complications, maybe. So I think it's like setting expectations, just taking a step back, looking at it from up above, you know. Um, I had the opportunity to do training once with and, and we talked a lot about VUCA. And I've talked about this a little bit on here, but volatile, uncertain, uh, complex, ambiguous, right? Mm -hmm. And it's really important in those situations to sort of just take a step back and look at it and observe from an outsider's perspective. And you start to look at it from a different angle and you can say, well, you know, eh, this isn't so bad or, oh, this other thing needs to happen or, oh, I need to do this. And, and maybe there are some things that are wrong, but maybe there are things that just are different. They're not bad. They're not wrong. They're just different. And I need to accept that for me, you know. And then also, too, what's important, Derek, is checking your bank account every couple of weeks and making sure you're still getting paid. And if you are... Life's not so bad. <laughs> it could be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's important for me to always think about. 
<laughs> you gotta stay humble you know it's it's um it's tricky for me because i don't know what i'm necessarily good at in the eyes of other people you know in a lot of in a lot of cases i have hunches but i don't know for sure if anyone out there is listening it's on derek's team could you just email us uh retro time podcast at gmail.com <laughs> let us know what is derek really good at please um, we'll, we'll read through that list live on the show <laughs> <laughs> please do that would uh it would both stroke my ego and uh help and, and help me uh figure out my make next you, move make you cry a little um bit, and may probably make me cry because it'd be like one thing like he he uh loves dips yeah, man, oh, oh man dips. so That's it really it. was just the dips. architecture uh dips yeah, yeah right thumbs up <laughs> yeah it was funny you know you say architecture because i got into architecture out of, out of necessity i didn't get into software architecture because that's something I, I wanted to do um it was the only job open after uh one of our businesses divested and i had mm. to basically take the position or risk taking something very very odd and in some corporate function that i didn't have control over right um and so i was like okay there's still going to be some programming and there's going to be some problem solving uh which was fine you can make architect whatever you want but i i i was kind of concerned that the things i loved about the stuff i studied in school and what i got to do every day for seven eight years i would lose that if I chose a different path, you know, whether it's mm. management or, um, or architecture. I mean, in some cases I did, I lost mm -hmm. it. Uh, yeah. I didn't lose the skill necessarily, but I, I lost some of that connection to the joy of work mm. because I sometimes have to do some of that programming stuff. And I noticed that, um, those are the happiest days that I have. And it yeah. just, it just, it's just like, that is my joy in, in my work life. I could do, literally just sit down and do it all day long. Someone paid me, right, you know, right, right. and it's funny. I'm saying it right now. Like I sound like a crazy person. Somebody listening would be like, <laughs> why don't you just go do it then? So then just do it. You dummy. Well, there's this fear that, that if you take a, that, that seems like in my career, there'd be a step backwards, you know, um, in what I do. But, Sure. Uh, it's not really like there are very, very, uh, you know, well-paid software builder people. But to get yeah. back to what we were talking about and why this is relevant is that I know what I find joy in yeah. doing work. And I feel like in certain situations, especially desperate situations, you can sort of Stockholm syndrome yourself in a way. Oh yeah, absolutely. And convince yourself that yeah, this is an awesome situation, even though you get no joy out of the situation. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Uh, it also may not be. It may not be pulling on your the best of you. You may not know it, but someone else would. That's why we need everybody yeah. to send emails in to help me out. Yeah, please do. And so that's that's kind of what I was thinking when you were saying like, hey, this isn't so bad. You know, this isn't so bad. When you were saying that, I was like. I just remember, <laughs> well, I just remember watching you in action, doing the things you were doing on that, like just honing in on the details mm. that nobody else could figure out. Like these, these, like how, how to abstract this, this, this manufacturing process and this manufacturing process and make it a tool. Mm -hmm. And, but you could, and I'm like, that's just, that's a, Bless that's you. like a, un, un, I haven't <laughs> seen anybody in my career that could do it as well. And I'm like. 
man, I really wish in my view, I'm like, I really wish he got to do that, you know? Yeah. yeah and yeah. it's like, if he doesn't get to do that, it might be okay. But like, that's like, that's like Michael Jordan playing baseball. <laughs> yeah, he was you good know? at it, but he was better. He, was, at he could have probably been pretty good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Was he a swimmer? Not, he, he, or am I thinking of somebody else? Who? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Was he a swimmer? Was he a swimmer? Or am I My, thinking of I'm thinking of a different Michael person. Phelps was a swimmer. <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> Smoked a lot of pot. Uh and he was uh, a little subway pot. until they found out. But uh, yeah. but, it got, uh, but but anyway. Yeah, so well yeah, so uh that's interesting because you mentioned Stockholm syndrome. Well, I think one of the things I I might try to suggest is try to do something like you did where you're bringing this up and saying, look, this you guys have Stockholm syndrome right now. This is terrible. Why are we doing it? And I'm just trying to think through maybe, you know, you ran into this problem of, of being accused of being a, what do they call you? Um, contrarian. A contrarian, <laughs> which to me, that's sort of a very cultish kind of thing to say. It's like, where you're going against the game. Well, like, what if, what did what you if someone needs for? to go against <laughs> everything here yeah. because this is wrong? So perhaps I wonder, though, if it's if it's the message, not the message, but the delivery of the message, you know, so maybe that's something to think about. You know, again, we talk a lot about empathy, empathy for your team, empathy for the for for how they work and, and all these things. And maybe before, you know, and not to say you did anything wrong here, Derek, but like think about this as you when you move into a new team and you realize that this is not what i expected or it's not as good as it could have been or or it's not as good as it was in my last job don't think of it that way think about is there a reason it's like this and can we improve the situation can we improve the process to make this better right and so you've mentioned this in the past a lot is is understanding everything and asking just a million questions when you join a team right use that opportunity as being the new person to just ask questions for just weeks and just ask every stupid question you probably could think of. And then from there, start to formulate in your head or on paper, however, why is it like this? Is there a reason that we do it this way? Like to your point about the regulations and the process and the government stuff, maybe there's a reason we don't. Maybe there's a reason we email people back and forth because we can't find system <laughs> a piece of software that's secure enough. I don't know. Who knows? But you start to understand, so then you know let me let me bring up ideas to how to change this without sounding like a contrarian. I'm being positive. I'm I'm saying everything we're doing is great, but what if we did this thing different? You know, instead of constantly fighting with people and constantly headbutting with people. And if you do that, the chances of, of making any progress are probably going to be low. It's like a baby steps, you know, a marathon, a little bit over time. We're going to build trust. And once they trust me, once they trust you, whoever, um, then you can start to make uh, suggestions about how to change a thing. But if, if you're this newbie and you're on the outside and they're just like, ah, oh, they're the new guy. Ah, oh, they're the new person. Ah, they they don't know why we do it. They, they don't have any experience here. It's funny when you go and like introduce yourself, especially big corporations like my name's Jeremy. I've been with this company for five years. I've been with this company for 15 years. And everybody kind of takes like a badge of honor. Like I've been here for 20 years. When I hear that, I hear I've been doing it the same way for 20 years. <laughs> You know, not all the time. That's certainly not the case for everybody. But when I hear that in like a lot of big companies, you know, I, I'm like, oh, you've been here for 20 years. Oh, you've only done this for 20 years. You've only worked here for 20 years. You've only ever worked with this team for 20 years. What about all like the new ways of doing things? I mean, you know, maybe they read blogs. Maybe they listen to podcasts like this one and they get new ideas and things. But who knows? You know, that's like maybe this is a negative on me. I shouldn't assume that. <laughs> but, you know, that's what I hear. 
that's kind of what the first thing that comes to my head. But that that is sort of where you start to like head. But I feel like that's you're coming in at it from a a place of combativeness. Oh, like combative. From a place okay, of, of being combative as opposed to being a place of like uh, embracing this difference and working within the framework as opposed to trying to change the framework from the outside. How do you get inside and change it from the inside mm-hmm. as a as a as a quote unquote team player versus a contrarian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the funny, the feedback that I got was that my delivery was off. So you kind of nailed it. Um, it oh. wasn't, it wasn't that, it wasn't, I didn't have good ideas. So what um, your problem was, you started the conversation with, listen, you dummies. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny because it's, it, it, it actually, because of our remote situation, it's a comedy of problems. And you're probably mm-hmm. dealing with this too in a lot of ways, yeah, a listener out there. Um, it's a comedy of problems. We're remote a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. We don't get to build relationships the same way. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. we had a we had a meeting where someone was proposing an idea, and I'm pretty sure this is where it came from. They proposed an idea to use a framework that no other module was using, and so I asked, "All right, that's a, I, I totally get it. That's a really good framework. But does it make sense to use that, considering no other framework, no other module uses it? Then we'd have mm-hmm. five different frameworks instead of the four, and we're trying to get down to one." It was like that and not being really combative, but every point that I made made it obvious what this person was doing was a very, very just not a great decision. Just just use the other framework. We're like trying to make it a a usable thing across all of our modules to use the other one. And um, no, no, no. He he didn't fight me on it. He's like, okay, I I understand. Ended up doing it anyway. And and. Later, I get, you know, have my little, you know, meeting with my boss and he's like, we have one feed piece of feedback. And it actually affected, uh, you know, there's, there's a possibility for promotion in my job and mm-hmm. it affected potentially my promotion, too. Oh, wow. It was like okay. it was like feedback around that. Um, it probably won't. But uh, yeah. So like how I delivered that. And do you know why? Because. I'm very emotional about these principles. <laughs> yeah. And and the only reason is, and I train I myself I not that. to be. I knew that about you, Derek. He's <laughs> like, that's one of your faults. <laughs> um, no, that's what, why we have a podcast. <laughs> right. I, I trained myself over the year to let the emotion sit to the side. And mm-hmm. just what is the practical thing we're trying to go do here? Because yeah, yeah, how yeah. I feel about it doesn't really matter. Does it make sense for the situation? And like, you know, it really gets everything off the table. I don't feel bad afterward, mm-hmm. whatever. But we had a pandemic, bro. Mm-hmm. Like we we had to move across the country, left our families, work from home, new team, boss left, new boss is different. He's really cool, but he's different. Team mm-hmm. got restructured. Like everything's changing all yeah. the time. And my little brain flipped. It flipped mm-hmm. to where I felt comfortable, which was leading with my emotion. Yeah. If you have a strategy, like you said, when you go into like a new team and we have a whole podcast on this, you got to go back and listen to that when we uh, mention it in the, in the notes, if you don't oh, mind, yeah. good sir, yeah, yeah. a podcast Absolutely. about when you start a new team, have a strategy yeah. because if you don't and you lead with the motion, you start to get upset that everybody's doing everything differently. Of course they're doing everything differently. Yeah. There are no yeah, standards yeah. in software. Right. You know, ain't yeah. nobody doing everything the same. That's true. Yeah, I had uh, similar advice. This was, oh gosh, uh, 10 years ago? No, four or five years, four years ago, five years ago. I can't remember when it was. Anyway, it was a long time ago. 
Um, I got advice that I wear my heart on my sleeve was what I was told. <laughs> and it was actually <laughs> funneled down from like two different people. So like I didn't even hear it from the person. I heard it from somebody who talked to somebody. So um, it was it was not like uh, I don't even I honestly don't even know the conversation where they observed me wearing my heart on my sleeve. But I was told I wear my heart on my sleeve. And so one of the advice that my manager at the time gave me because they were the one who she related from somebody who talked to somebody and her advice was, you know, you get worked up. That's but that's good, you know, like. And so what I've what I've started to try to do over the last several years is I get passionate when I explain something Mm -hmm. and I get passionate when I present something and I get excited when I present something. I use my hands. You can't see me right now, but, you know, I'm Italian, so I move my hands and I talk and I use that passion when I'm presenting or when I'm telling a story. But what I try to do is when I'm critiquing is leave the passion out. When Mm -hmm. I'm like giving somebody feedback, I leave it out. And I lead with, you know, that it's sort of cheesy, but the, the sandwich method, the, the positive, negative, positive kind of thing where you put it together. So, you know, you say, listen, I really like that thing that you did right here. And then then I always and this is a design thing, but you say, you know, thinking about this thing here, is it effective to do this thing this way? Which is sort of what you were saying. Like, is it an effective strategy to use this comparison or this this thing for this module when no one else is using it? You know, leave that sort of what the other thing, too, is sort of like when they disagree <laughs> and then you like have this debate. Is it the right time for a debate? Is it is it the time to have a debate in this call with everybody else? Or can you say, can we try about this offline? Because I have some other thoughts and, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, you don't want to sound like you're attacking them or something. So you do the negative, the positive or the positive, the negative, and then you follow. But I really liked how you did this other thing. And then you kind of round it out. Sometimes it's hard to find two positives in things. Uh, just to do the sandwich method, maybe hopefully you can at least find one positive. If you're open, open end face with, sandwich. End with the positive, yeah. At least end with, yeah, if it's an open face. Do you remember? Um, uh, you ever watch uh, Pete and Pete, the show from the nineties? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, there was the bad guy, the guy that was like the enemy of Little Pete, was named Open Face because he always ate open face sandwiches. Oh, that's so funny. You know, that actually reminds me of we watched. We went to see Lightyear this weekend. Oh yeah, the Buzz Lightyear, the new Buzz Lightyear movie. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, I don't want to spoil no, spoilers, but in the movie they have this thing where uh, you know I think you know this from watching the previews. But he goes in the future, right? He travels faster than light, so his time moves slower. So he comes back, and and it's the future anyway. Um, they're eating sandwiches where it's meat, bread, meat. <laughs> and he's like, what are you guys doing? And it's like, meat, bread, meat. It's like, what? why would you Why would you do bread, meat, bread? There's too much bread, you know? It's like, wouldn't you want more meat? And he's eating. He's like, oh, yeah, this is actually better this way. Um, anyway, it makes me think of that. But, um, you know, what you don't want to do is negative, positive, negative. No, <laughs> no, no. And maybe you know, that was my... like the, the yeah. positive is the meat. Maybe that um, was my thing. Yeah, but uh, anyway, there's techniques for that. You know, I think, I, I've, I can't recommend this book enough, but... Um, articulating design decisions talks a lot about things like that. And then this other book called discussing design, which is really focused on critiquing design. When I design a thing and we get together and we critique it and we pick it apart, but you could easily apply the same principles to code review, you know, and picking someone's thing. I mean, this is, I know in the past I've observed developers getting in fights sometimes because someone's nitpicking their code. And, you know, a lot of times developers aren't always the best communicators, (laughs) but I think that's kind of one of those things. It's funny. You mentioned that, that communication piece could have impacted your job, which makes perfect sense to me. You want to have a leader who can communicate. You want to have a leader who can inspire a leader who can, who can bring people along with them, not a leader who's going to beat people down. right? Right. And so to me, that communication bit is every bit as important as the ideas you have. Communicating an idea is as important as the idea itself. Maybe more important. You can't communicate the idea. What was the point of having the idea? Yeah. 
And so when it comes to change these teams and, and change processes, com- how you communicate that idea to change the, the team for the better, quote unquote better, in your opinion, again, that's important. Right. Is it is it objectively better or is it subjective? Communicating that is as important as the idea itself, I think. That's fantastically put. Fantastically put. I uh, I tried to put this into practice today, actually, Jeremy. Um, can I tell you a little story? Short yeah, story? tell me. All right. So here. got a uh, got a group. They're going to they're proposing. They call them SRE metrics or SRE proposals. You know, it's like, OK, I've studied this. I know what this means. They're trying to site reliability engineer. But they were kind of skewing the idea. And I'm okay. like, OK, site reliability engineering uh, is heavily focused on having a team dedicated to reliability of a system or a system of systems. Google does mm-hmm. this. It's like a, that has a definition. And what they were proposing was whenever a team wanted to, they could go get a review of their product and ask this set of questions that they were proposing and then get a sort of picture of how their product was doing. That's all. That's all the meeting was. And so I was like, oh, my God, there's so many holes I could poke in this. How do I? And I thought about it. I was like, how do I give them a compliment, give them a little meat? Or want a little bread and then give them another piece of meat. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I see this being really valuable for teams. The questions are fantastic. You can get a lot out of this. Um, the only thing is, it seems like it might be a lagging indicator because you're doing mm-hmm. it less frequently. You're not doing it all the time. And mm-hmm. have you guys thought about maybe automating any of this? He, and the guy was like, that's our next, that's our next thing. That's, we're going to do that. I was like, great. And also, I just want to say, you guys put in a lot of hard work into this, and I, I want to say I appreciate the work you guys did. And I'm starting to do that more often, because if you can't think of a nice thing, just say you appreciate what they did, because you yeah. do. Because you, they went out of their way to do this, you know? And yeah. I think that goes unnoticed a lot of times when people, I've had, I've gone out of my way to do things, and people are just like, it's happened so many times. Even on that fantastic team, you know, we were on, I would do, yeah. go out of my way, and they'd just be like... Oh, okay, that's good. cool. Yeah, okay. whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh <laughs> You're my like, gosh. I stayed up all night, dude. Yeah, I stayed up I mean, all people, night to fucking do this. We yeah. um we do this thing on our team where we do shout outs and um every week we encourage people to give shout outs and uh, sometimes it sounds it seems forced, but but it, it's nice to 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 you know, you go, Oh, it's shout out time. Let me go see if anybody said anything about me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, maybe maybe I'm unique and I'm the only person who does it, but I'm willing to bet everybody goes and looks like, Oh, did somebody appreciate the work I did this week, you know? And people like to be appreciated, man. I mean we're humans, you know. So um I think that's again the positive, negative, positive sandwich idea. Um, making sure you know, I really appreciate what you did here. I like that. Blah blah blah. By the way, it sucked, but I also liked how you did this other <laughs> sort of thing over here. So yeah, I, I think that delivery of of how you communicate any of these ideas because it's hard to give specific advice for something like this because every team is different. Some teams really are just absolutely awful, and some teams really just don't, <laughs> don't have a good process, that. and they really do need help. Yeah, yeah but not every team's so. like that. I'm sure it's, there's it's like a spectrum, right? It's a spectrum from perfect, you know, and there's there's never any perfect, obviously, but it's a spectrum from from awful to absolutely perfect, you know, rock star team. And it's how do, how do you get there and what works for our team, what, what doesn't. You yeah. Know? Um, but uh, anyway, I, I think that's the the idea of communicating it. The idea is, is just I think that might be the big takeaway. How how you communicate what you want to do is as important as the ideas themselves. And, and when you join a new team, too, and or you're going from team to team or whatever, if you feel this shock, look at the behaviors of the team. Don't don't look at how messed up the code is. Don't look at how messed mm-hmm. up the process. What are the behaviors? 
in meetings, mm. do, do does everybody always talk over everybody? Mm -hmm. um, does the leader always talk first? You know, um, are they beholden deadlines even though there's no reason to? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, do they explicitly ignore risks? Like all these kinds of things are behaviors yeah. that can be changed. Yeah. You know, it's like, like I don't exercise enough. Well, that's your behavior. Exercise mm -hmm. more. <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, yeah. Well, I think that they all comes down to maybe is if you're a leader on the team, maybe, maybe this is something that for the leaders out there, but if you're a manager, supervisor, leader, whatever, reinforcing that idea of psychological safety amongst your team is probably the most critical thing that you could do. Mm. The top because behavior, that allows yeah. that new person to come in and feel safe to have ideas. Or not even new person, anybody, anybody on the team that has an idea to how to change a process doesn't feel like they're being accused of being a contrarian, right? Or they don't feel like they're being combative or, you know, getting going against the grain or whatever it is, right? And they feel like they can come in and safely make a, a, a suggestion or a thought or share an idea without feeling like they're fighting with everybody. Yeah, um, it, I think it says enough. It says as much about me as it, them as it does about me that I got that feedback. You know, mm -hmm. um, regardless of my tone, like regardless of that, I've worked with some. I'm not a mean person, and I've worked yeah. with some mean people yeah. that have, on great teams, been obviously, sort of okay. Some we of need them to Canadian. talk. Supposed to be nice. Yeah, exactly. And they weren't. Um, some <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bouncy house. Um, French, French Canadian. So. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So anyway, that's. Uh, but but yeah, I mean that's that's, that's actually a good point because that feedback to you that you're being a contrarian implies that you were going against the grain. You could have said it any number of ways. You're still going against what the rest of the team wanted to do. You're a contrarian. Going against the team is bad. New ideas are bad. That's what that feedback says to me, right? Or it's another way to put it was you know you had a great you had great ideas, but you put that person in a position that they felt ganged up on or whatever. You know, it's like that changes it from the ideas you had to the, how that was delivered versus the idea itself. They led with you're a contrarian. Your ideas are going against everyone else, contrary against you're not going along with the team. That's not psychological safety, in my opinion, right? That's not promoting an air of psychological safety because psychological safety would encourage people to come up with contrary ideas. And, and debate them in public and the, the best idea wins. Yeah. Versus people, shut up, stop being a contrarian. You know, well, yeah. and so how that feedback was related, it could be your, your delivery, but it might, <laughs> that, that doesn't tell me that your delivery was bad. What it tells me is that they didn't like that you went against what people wanted to do. And I think you got to make sure that you see a trend first on a team before you uh, assume it's a real, like, it's a, trend like that's problem because right. i actually right. had some bad days during that process and i probably they probably just caught me on a bad day because mm -hmm. i'm not trying to come out i'm trying to help all the time trying to help and and it's like you know there's no mm -hmm. day i wasn't trying to help but there are just days that are like it's just too heavy you know whatever it's it was that day anyway bro well that's it derek that's all i got that's you got I anything got else to add i think i'm all out of ideas no jeremy no but hey thank you i think you did great work today i'm here for you derek no. All right. Well, that's it from us. Uh, yeah, I'm curious. Anybody out there, you got different ideas? How do you handle this? Let us know. Shoot us a, shoot us a tweet. Tweet at us. Derek, you been tweeting? I tweet occasionally. I tweeted once or twice. 
<laughs> Mostly basketball, sometimes software. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. Check us out at RetroTimePodcast.com. Get yourself some stickers. RetroTimePodcast.com slash stickers. Write a five-star review, and we'll put you in our review jam backlog, baby. <laughs> the elite One of these review jam <laughs> backlog. Um. Uh, you're, everybody on that list, you're on our list. Everybody that's left a five-star review, you're on it's our coming. list. We haven't gotten to you. I promise we will. Buy some stickers. Did I say that already? Tell Doesn't a friend. Say it again. Share it on your Slack channel at work. Share it on uh, Twitter. If it's you got something on it, let us know, too. You know, we, we like to, we're trying to help. Just like, just like uh, I was saying earlier, we're trying to help. <laughs> And uh, it's true. Let us know. We're, de- we're definitely not making any money on this. No, no. So, so at least, at least, you know, <laughs> if we're not helping little, anybody, what are we doing, Derek? Give us a little pat <laughs> on the back, you know, something. <laughs> All right, y'all. Until next time, I'm out. All right, I'm going to dinner with Catherine and I at fancy Italian restaurant. So, uh, see ya. Ooh, where are you going? No, I'm going. It's 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 got a fancy name. It's like Alfredo Buon Bion or something like that. It's very French, um, but it's Italian too. So I'm not sure exactly oh, what I'm okay. getting into. Right. It's a little right. little place.